0: From the start, it's been a long time coming. He spent a lot of time working in his sprint car craft across summer, and how much has that helped him today in these changeable conditions? Third season, third time of asking, Max Verstappen finally gets to the checkered flag first. The flash of the headlights has been sublime in these tricky conditions tonight. Yeah, welcome back to the driver's seats from TechWorks Motorsport, the one and only. He is Max Good
1: G'day boys, how's it going?
0: (laughs) Going well, Maxie, going well. Welcome back to the show first up, brother, but uh, I'll tell you what, um, it almost seems like a bit of a case of deja vu because the last time we spoke to you, you were the championship leader. It was after the AGP, but this time around, you've got a, a shiny P1 to your name, man. Take us through a, an absolutely insane race win at the AGP in the wet.
1: Yeah, obviously, um, it, it decided to buck it down with Rangers before we rolled out, so uh, I, was, I was pretty keen for it. I've always been, been a good good driver in the wet, so um, yeah, this skies uh, let rip, and um, yeah, I opened up a seven and a half second lead on everybody else, and just kind of managed to gap to the end of the race, so... Yeah, the boys gave me an awesome car at Techworks.
2: But, uh, yeah, amazing kind fun of to drive, mate. Uh, obviously, started strong there last year as well, um, and you were strong right through to uh, basically where you had a couple of DNFs towards the end of the year, which really hurt your uh, hurt your championship hunt. But yeah. um, uh, you know, you got the pace, uh, and we've seen that in the last couple of years. And uh, and obviously, Techworks doing a great job giving you a fast car. There's a lot of there's a lot of experienced teams out there now, isn't there? With with the McElrays, uh, you've got Alabama Motorsport. There's a there's a lot of teams now in Carrera Cup, and and if you can be at the pointy end of that field, it's 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 not only, uh, you know, I guess as a driver you can't just drive around issues. So so obviously not only yourself but the team uh, are doing a super job at the moment and and getting speed out of that uh, that Carrera Cup car.
1: Yeah, so obviously. Last year was pro- probably TechWorks' full swing at um, the Career Cup Series. Obviously, COVID and, and all that kind of stopped that all for everybody. Um, mm. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a good first year for us. We had good pace everywhere we went. We probably lacked a little bit of um, pace at the, the tighter tracks. But, um, yeah, we actually just had a test day today, and I, I think we've sorted that out. And, uh, yeah, should be good this year.
3: Hey Maxi, it's Malcolm here. I just wanted to ask you: Did I see you up at uh, up in Darwin in the TA two series, having a crack as a co-driver up there? How'd you find that compared to the, uh, the Porsche and the big old boats? Um, yeah, it's
1: a, it's a bit of a different beast. Um, good fun. Playing for buck category, it's an awesome category to drive around in, and uh, the racing's hard as, as it always is. So um, yeah, not not my my. Couple of two outs for sure, but it, it was something to do. And obviously, to, to get luts around Darwin was awesome. Obviously, uh, our next round there, so yeah, it was good fun. We managed to come third for the weekend. So just yes. teamed was with Bradley Gorman. Uh, yeah,
3: great result. When you when you're driving the Porsches, you, you, you find you've got to be really, really careful with them because just a touch to the nose and those things are, are out of the race pretty, um, pretty quickly. Do you find that uh, with the the other competition in there, you've really got to take it a bit easy, particularly on those opening few laps? Yeah,
1: obviously, with it being such a competitive category and all the cars being as similar as they are, it's it's hard to be careful in those first few laps because that's really the, the time that you have the best opportunity to pass cars, so you'll, you'll find we have a lot of safety cars for that reason, so everyone's trying to get as much cold tyre face as they can and that obviously ends up with mistakes and stuff like that, so... Obviously, the, the radiators are exposed and uh, easy to pop, as we saw for Thomas Maxwell, my teammate, just a, a light rub in that, that rainy race and up uh, popping around. So, yeah, you've got to be super careful because uh, everyone's super hard and aggressive in this category, so you got to find that in between.
3: Doesn't seem to take much to damage them, but they're beautiful cars. And every time I see a Porsche get crashed, I cry. They're beautiful cars. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite car in the world, the old Porsche. Do you drive one during the week as well or just, just on the racetrack? track?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Don't drive one during the week. I've got a, a nineteen ninety four Ed Falcon that I drive every day. So uh, <laughs> nice. She's lucky to make it make it at work <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, no, good fun. Yeah, great.
2: Hey, mate. Uh, obviously, you know, as I said before, there's been a lot of um, interest and a lot of guys. You know, especially out of supercars. You know, I mean, you're talking like Chris Pither, David Russell's back again for another for another crack. Alex Davison's back in there. Um, you know, and then you get young guns like uh, Garnet Patterson that have come across. I mean, it's a it's a bloody strong category now, and you've uh, you know, and to be at, at that pointy end, I mean, are you finding it that you're having to work even harder now this year to be at the front?
1: Um, definitely, we, we've definitely put in a lot more work this year with myself and and obviously the car and the whole team, just getting the whole package all sorted. So. Yep, yeah, we're all working super hard to get there, and obviously the field's amazing as it is. We've got some big names in there, and you look at the whole field; it's the whole top sixteen cars are within a second. So, yeah, it's super competitive, and it's all just uh, getting all those one percenters sorted, just to uh, keep at the front.
0: Uh, mate, going on those names that are there, do you feel like? this Is becoming because we even saw like we, we chat to a um, you know, I have a lot of drivers and like you know, guys like Luke King making the jump from uh, TCR into Carrera Cup. Do you feel like this is becoming, especially being as a support category for supercars, getting the coverage on KO and all, all that sort of stuff, that this is becoming a much more and more popular category, especially uh, considering the fact that you know, there's that choice to go international as well, it's a well known brand, and that there's kind of like a pathway to go up from like Sprint Challenge to then to Cup Car. Like, do you find that each year there are just more and more new faces, and it's kind of like, hang on, the 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 game just keeps changing year on year.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I started driving Sprint Challenge back when I was sixteen or seventeen years old. So I've been in the in the Porsche family a long time. But obviously, the, the whole COVID situation, I was out of the car for two years, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, every year you you, you rock up and there's bigger names, and the field's getting bigger. Heaps of pros, heaps of pro-ams. Um, we always put on a good show. And um, I, I personally feel that we are the, the second premier category in Australia. You go your, your supercars and then, then the only other pathway is to go the Porsche way through a sprint challenge. And if you don't end up going to Europe, there's always going to Super 2. We've seen Cameron Hill do that. Aaron Love is currently doing that. And, um, yeah, I think as soon as you jump out of your, your cup car, you, you seem to be competitive in whatever field you jump into. Is that yeah. something?
2: Is that, is that a, sorry, sorry, Matt. Is that a pathway that you're looking at, Max? I mean, I know you've got to think of you know this year, the year ahead, right now, and you know you're leading the championship, and obviously, ultimately, that's where you want to be at the end of the year. Um, at what point do you then try to figure out what you want to do for
3: 2024?
1: Yep. So obviously, the the Porsche program gives us the opportunity to to go over to Europe and do the shootout to become a Porsche junior driver. Um, it, it's an awesome opportunity, and, and if I get that opportunity, I'll, I'll grab it with both hands and, and have a go. But obviously, Supercars is a massive deal in Australia and something I've always looked at doing. So, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, roll with it and see what we can do.
3: Uh, that was pretty much going to be my question, is, is where, where do you think you'd like to be in a few years? Because there's so much choice, and I absolutely agree with you that it's an exciting category. The racing's close. And with some of the categories now that seem to be very processional, it's really good to see some hard racing. And um, as you say, I think you can jump out of that into anything. Would you personally, is it is it supercars ultimately you'd love to do?
1: Watching supercars, it's always something special for me.
3: So you're about, what, 22 or 23 years old. So you've been around already for quite a few years. Do you jump in any other cars? Obviously, the TA2 was a, a bit of fun. Any other categories you have a play with during the year?
1: Um obviously we've got the the sprint car that we run in in the off season so that keeps us busy here in the summer. And um that's about it just the, the portion of the sprint car at the moment and then uh, just whatever the boys want me to drive when I go to my driver training days when I'm not working for Techworks.
2: Hey I got a, I got a question for you apart from uh, uh, apart from a racing question. I know your boss pretty well, Rob. Is is he is he always cranky or is that just just him? <laughs>
1: It depends what morning it is, to be honest with you. It depends what size of bed he gets up on. <laughs> but, um, no, no Rob's a good laugh. He's, he's very serious. He's super competitive and we all want the same thing. So most of the time he's angry for the right reasons
2: and and he is actually uh, he has competed quite a bit in in sprint challenge himself hasn't he so you know a bit of a driver himself i competed with him uh in the in the bath of 6 hour in his mercedes where we finished third and uh, he still hasn't let me forget that that we didn't win so uh so he's still <laughs> dark on that one as well nimsie but uh he's a hard man to please nimsie let me tell you he's a hard man to please but uh, but all in all um the good thing about rob is you know exactly where you stand with him
1: yeah you're you're not wrong there He's... He doesn't hide anything, that's for sure. But uh, as you said, you always know where you stand and you always know when he's stoked because he, he actually starts putting a smile on his face.
0: <laughs> uh, Maxi, I want to quickly go back to talking about the sprint cast for a bit because uh, it's, it's one of, like,. Oh, yeah. I spent a fair bit of time in WA and it is massive over there. Uh, like the Perth Motorplex on a Saturday night over summer is just one of the greatest places to be in town. Um, do, do you reckon that like when you see guys like Shane Van Gisberg and, and Cam Waters, they're doing a bit of sprint car work in the off-season and I know down in Warrnambool that's pretty big. Um, do, you, do you like seeing that – because sprint cars – you talk about grassroots things like that and late models and all that's the real i don't want to say like you know entry level but it's a more accessible form of racing do you find that that popularity especially now with streaming services and a lot of them have like replays and stuff that it's given you a bit more exposure as a driver
1: yeah definitely um it's a completely different audience compared to obviously the the porsche cup car so it's it's given me a lot of exposure that way and then I've definitely opened my eyes on the, the raw speed of the cars compared to a cup car. So, obviously, we pull a few Gs in the cup car, but nothing compared to the uh, 900 horsepower sprint car. And, um, obviously, guys like Van Gisbergen and Waters coming to the sport is uh, an aw- awesome thing for sprint cars and, and hopefully uh, a few, a few bit sprint guys keep watching us.
2: I tell you, it is... I have driven a sprint car and uh, uh, not actually... In a race, but I've done a few test sessions in in a sprint car. And man, I, I mean, I don't know how you'd race those things compared to, uh, especially on some of the tight tracks that you run on. But uh, I guess it's like anything you get used to it. But those things, seriously, are some of the fastest, one of the fastest things I've ever driven when you put your foot down. Definitely the fastest thing on dirt. Like the acceleration rate pretty much kills any road car that I've ever been in. Mm. So um, they're a pretty amazing car to drive, Maxi. And, and do you find it hard to adapt? I mean, to go from one to the other. I mean, obviously, it's totally different driving, so totally different way of thinking set up the whole lot. So is it hard for you to adapt?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I always get asked all the time if my wet-weather driving comes from from the spring car and I, every time I say no, and obviously into into driving a cup car. So it's a massive learning curve every time you jump in it. And obviously, as you said, the raw speed on, of them are ridiculous. and 900 horsepower, 650 kilos, so... They're a bit of a rocket ship.
0: It's almost like you need split personalities to be in one of those cars, like your Porsche personality and, uh, and the uh, and the one for the clay.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, it, it's, it was actually hard this off-season. We did a, a bit more testing in the cup car and just jumping between the two. You'd rock up and you'd be racing guys like Luke Dillon and, and expecting to, uh, to do the job. So it's a, a bit of a hard thing to jump straight back into the sprint car. I find it a bit easier to jump back into the cup car, obviously, Done a fair bit more racing in a few more years in that, but uh, yeah, it's awesome fun, awesome opportunity, and and just another thing. When there's
3: like seven and eight year olds just, and the, the most, I was actually watching um, the British go kart series when there's like seven and eight year olds just. And the, the most, some of the most exciting racing that I've actually seen in a while. I look at some of these categories, there's five thousand, that are really boring, and then I'm watching these, I'm watching these kids, and they were. One of the guys ended up on on his lid. It was fantastic racing. Did you go in there before uh, Formula Ford?
1: Yes, yeah, so I raced I raced dirt carts from the age of seven up until fourteen, and then moved over to bitumen carts. So. The cool thing about dirt carts is we just, we have no nose cone or anything like that. So if you ride a wheel, there's a 95% chance you're ending up on your head. So it's uh, it's, it's exciting to watch the old dirt cuts. Yeah, did that till I was 14, and then moved over to bishman carts for a couple of years before jumping into hill.
3: I was just really amazed with the race craft of these guys, those kids. You know, so young, and they were just really thinking it through and. And doing some really good manoeuvres and uh, I can absolutely see watching that where the supercar drivers of the future are and even some of the F1 guys have come out of that and uh, so I can see obviously you only being 22 and you've you've probably had you know 10 years or more experience already it's it's a brilliant start to a career would you would you recommend that to any young young uh, racers male male or female wanting to have a crack to start there nice and young
1: yeah 100% there's no real other way you can you can do it obviously not what I did at all. I, I went to school every day. I, I went to to the track Wednesday Arvo's with Dad and then uh, just raced on weekends. So it's um, the only way to do it. You jump in a car, you, you learn your craft and then you jump into a car later on.
3: What about sims? Are they any good? I'm I'm in two ways with sims. I've It, it
1: taught me a lot about drifting and stuff like that. I, it, that was awesome fun and it's obviously fun to, to race your mates on but you, you can't use it too much about how to drive a car so the fundamentals are there that you can't over overdo it so if you're going to learn a track just do your your hour on it and get the basics to it and then roll out to the racetrack and do it properly yeah,
3: great
2: yeah and that's what i thought uh, as well max like the unless you're going to sit in a probably a five million pounds worth sim like the f1 teams have got probably even more um the any sims now that you can get at home, they're great. They're awesome. They they probably as realistic as you're going to get without having to, you know, design yourself a, a sim like those F1 teams have got. But um, and and obviously what you just said there is what I thought. I thought that it's great fun, great fun with your mates, do all that sort of stuff. Maybe even a bit of strategy when you when you when you're doing some long races to try to figure out, you know, you're obviously calculating your fuel and just understanding that sort of um, to get on the sim to learn new tracks to go to where they get to the track and they. A, they know which way the corner is going to go. B, they know what gear they need to be in, and and C, they feel more comfortable straight out of the gate when they go to a new track.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I I used to go on the simulator every time before I'd go to a new track and and just spend that hour, two hours on it, just to once again get your get your brake markers, get your gears worked out. And you're not you're not trying to create an overall lap time on the simulator because at the end of the day, that doesn't matter what you do on the the actual racetrack is is what matters. So. Focus on your brake marks that you're really gonna use in real life and don't try to fake it on the simulator.
2: You don't? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that uh, that that was through COVID and, and that really uh that really made for very short daylight hours in my life at that point.
0: <laughs> I, I'd never thought I'd ever see Scott watch. I'd be watching Scott Pye eat that much, uh, to be quite honest, during those <laughs> Twitch streams. But uh...
2: <laughs> hey, uh, hey Maxie, before we go, I know we got to go soon. But um, just quickly, I've just had a text message through from your boss Rob Woods, and he wants to know if uh, you know where his credit card is. Apparently, he lost his credit card yesterday, <laughs> and you still haven't been able to find it. <laughs> and if you have got it, without him knowing. We're going out later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely gave it to him yesterday. He will not believe me. The man's getting old. His, his brain's not what it used to be, apparently. So, uh, But uh, if I find it somewhere, I'll let you know and we'll go to the pub.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. I reckon there's a few more places that I'd go after the pub too, just <laughs> quietly. Uh, well, well, before we get you into trouble, Maxie, we'll, uh, we'll let you go, mate. hey. <laughs> hey Racing, uh, that Friday at, uh, at the AGP because let's face it, uh, we didn't exactly turn on the weather for you, but it's great to Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me Here again.